And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good afternoon, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's still Thursday, February 8th, 2024. We're live on YouTube, kicking it with y'all as we make our way up to the NBA trade deadline buzzer at 3 p.m. Eastern. It's 2.12 right now. If you're following along, I'm J.E. Skeets, hunkered down here in the Classic Factory. Smells like Chick-fil-A and farts. <laughs> and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Glad you're smelling is working. Yeah. It's working right now. <laughs> Still got my senses. Uh, next to him, it's the bearded woman, Top Shot Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. Hey-o. Over yonder, we got two super producers, J.D. and Eshua Kidd. How y'all doing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what a rolling. Got two of them working over there, and we still won't have lower thirds on this show. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. And also here in studio, ripping off trade board graphics like it's his job. <laughs> At least I'm only ripping trade graphics and not <laughs> It's Jerome Chang. Oh, yeah, we got the whole crew here. Uh, we've been in the Classic Factory for a while. And uh, we're going loopy. Because the slop, it's just trickling in all day long. Yeah, we gotta nice, go away man. from these nasty words. What? Farts and farts, slops yeah. and... <laughs> yeah, trickling, trickling. I don't know. I got two men around me doing some wild things back here right now. <laughs> I do have a crazy thing going on on my computer. I don't know what that is. Oh, I don't know, but it sounds like it's been six dudes stuck in a garage all day. Yeah, yeah. It has been. It's exactly what it's been. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us live once again here on YouTube. Uh, take a second. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Podcast listeners, uh, if this finds its way to you a little bit later, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. So we already did a show this morning. Talked about yesterday's minor moves and then some trades that were happening while we were live on the air in the AM. We'll get to those a little bit later in this one, but we've had, I don't know, another five, six, seven somewhat small trades still go down over the last couple hours. And let's start with the Dallas Mavericks, who had two deals that probably included up to this point the biggest names or some of the biggest names. The big one was the Mavericks... Getting the keys to the Chevy tracks, baby. That's right. P.J. Washington and two second-round picks are going to Dallas in exchange for Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a top-two protected 2027 first-round pick. And look at those two producers coming through with the lower thirds. In my face. Oh, stick it, skeets. Um, so, yes, there it is. Oh, my God. Jerome putting me in my tracks there on the graphic. Yeah, the lower third and you with your car. There's a photo of you and your car here as we talked about P.J. Washington. You said the biggest names. I don't know about that. I don't know about P.J. Washington be the biggest names. Today, traded, player-wise, talented-wise? Give me a Bojan Bogdanovic. Uh, I think the Knicks are bigger winners okay. than this. This is a big question mark for me. P.J. Washington, known as a 3 and D guy, has not been all that good at it uh, recently. That, that's the biggest thing. They gave up a Grant Williams here, and they gave up a first-round pick that's only top two protected. Mm. 
In 27, yeah. In 27, yeah, whatever. Who knows what the Mavs are going to become without Luka, possibly? Who knows what it'll be in 2027? I think the Hornets did pretty good, pretty well on this one, just because of PJ just hasn't been an incredible shooter this year. 32 for three. Last year, 35 from three. He seems to be a second, second guy, secondary complimentary guy that's been all right throughout his career. Um and obviously Grant Williams getting burned on the defensive end, so they go and get PJ Washington, who's a little bit taller. But I don't know if this is going to work all that <laughs> one well. Inch taller. He's one inch taller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grant Williams is short, but that was a quick run for Grant Williams. They just got him before this season. And they said, "All right, you're out of here." Mm-hmm. <laughs> for PJ Washington, essentially. And I think they traded a pick swap to get Grant Williams from the Celtics, and then are now paying another first round draft pick to get off Grant Williams and bring in P.J. Washington, who, like Tass says, can be a helpful player, but you got to see him on the right night. The night when he's hitting threes, he looks like a guy who's going to help you out. And the other nights, it's like, if you're not hitting threes and you're not playing D, are you really a 3 and D player? Um, But I guess they just wanted somebody besides Grant Williams is what it kind of comes down to. So P.J. Washington, one of the better names out there (laughs) right now to get, and at least it shows Luka, we're trying. They have traded a whole bunch of their future away for role players and centers mm-hmm. and guys who can move the needle a tiny, tiny bit. But uh, if I'm a Mavericks fan, the Grant Williams experience has not been good to me, I don't think. But for the for the Hornets, I think this is nice. Getting a first-round pick because who knows what the Mavericks will be in 2027. And Grant Williams apparently was talking with the Hornets over the summer as well as potentially a team that he could join there. So maybe he'll have a better run where he'll have a lot of shots available to him. Yes, yeah. and Seth Curry gets to play in front of Dad. <laughs> Del Curry there on the broadcast. Yeah, there will be good nights for P.J. Washington, that's for sure. Yeah. He, he's averaged a block per game throughout his career, which is surprising. But he can play 3-4-5 defensively, but I don't, know, I don't know. I'm not totally sold on this quite yet. But maybe You're the not sold names. on P.J. Washington actually being a better basketball player than Grant Williams is yeah, really what you're times. getting at. Well, yeah. at, at times. And they, get, they got a first-round pick for him. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good get for Paul Jermaine Washington Jr. Full name <laughs> because I was unaware of that yeah. until today. P.J. Washington going to Dallas. Well, that wasn't the only thing that they did uh, earlier today on deadline day. They also acquired Daniel Gafford. That's a good one. From the Wizards for Rashawn Holmes and draft compensation we have there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Gafford for Holmes, really. So yeah, PJ Washington and Gafford. These are you know trying to address, I guess, you know their perimeter and bigs uh, behind Derek Lively II, who is their starting center. What do you think about this, TK? I think that Daniel Gafford is better than Rashawn Holmes, but I don't really think he solves any issues for the Dallas Mavericks. He plays the exact same way as Derek Lively, but he's obviously not going to be as good at it, so he'll be coming off the bench. I think a big issue for the Dallas Mavericks is defensive rebounding. They're 26th in the league in defensive rebounding. Gafford is pretty poor on the glass, as is P.J. Washington, so they're not really winning there, but if you can catch lobs, you can play alongside Luka Doncic is what it comes down to. So Gafford, I think he's top 10 in the league in dunks, playing on a team that has average point guards. If you're being generous, he will probably finish in the top 10 in dunks because I think Lively is 7th. <laughs> yeah. And Gafford is like ninth or something like that. So, uh, Lob City, baby. Yeah, the Mavs are seriously going forward here with, with Gafford and PJ and, and paying a lot for them. This draft competition, we don't know exactly what it is at this point. Mm-hmm. But Gafford signed through two more years of making 13 and 14 mil. So, yes, is he better than Rashawn Holmes? For sure. And he is a pretty good finisher at the rim, as Trey was saying. 
he finished pretty well for Tyus Jones. Lobs one point point excuse me one point four three points possession as a roll man is damn good. His rebounds have gotten better on the defensive end. They need a big guy. Yeah, he is amazing at that end, but he is good. They just need a center, frankly. And Dallas's record with Lively twenty two and fourteen without him six and nine. So they just need help. Mm-hmm. And I yep. think he will. He will help in that regard. Yeah, no, no Kuzma's, he looks like he's not going to be traded. I know there's 40 minutes left here before the uh, actual deadline hits. I think the thinking is he's going to draw still interest come summer if the Wizards hold on to him from multiple teams, uh, in part because he does have a pretty um, you know, manageable contract that descends as we, gone, we went over the other day. It actually gets you know, less and less as it moves forward. Right. So that could be enticing to some teams. But uh, yeah, it looks like Kyle Kuzma, who we had on the graphic, will not likely be traded here um we did say though this morning the most realistic guys to put on the trade deadline graphic would be grant williams at least one of the mavs guys because we thought they would be doing something we said royce o'neill check and what was the other one we said bruce brown bruce brown now that's the one that we're still waiting on Hmm. no bruce news no bruce news right now uh but the knicks did trade for Bogdanovich and Burks. Alec Burks and Boyan Bogdanovich going to New York for a bunch of guys, led by Quentin Grimes. That's the key piece here for Detroit. And then Malachi Flynn and Fournier. And we got Ryan, Archie Diacono, and two future second-round picks. So a lot, of, a lot of moving parts here. I know the Pistons have been busy, like, waving guys left and right here today, too. Joe Harris, Killian Hayes. Who else am I forgetting? There's someone else they let go. Dan Wilhouse. That's right. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just acquired him, and he's gone. But you said it already. You liked uh, this move <laughs> from New York because you're a big fan of Bogdanovich. You think this is, like, the best player at least move so far? Yeah, maybe I'm being subjective here because I love what the Knicks are and how hard they work, and the Mavericks haven't really established themselves as that. The Knicks just polished their, their edges a little bit better here with Boyan Bogdanovich who can be a scorer late in games. A few weeks ago, he had a a performance for the Pistons where he was given the ball at the end of the fourth quarter over and over and over, and he had 33-point night. Yeah, it was against the Hornets, but that doesn't matter. He was given the ball over and over and over, and they went offense for defense with him. Uh, They brought Asar Thompson into the game while he took over on the floor at the other end. Perfect Perfect Knicks recipe. The Knicks have a lot of defensive guys. Boyan, who's had 40-point games in his career, can come off the bench and be that guy late in games. And also, Alec Burks helps out uh, because Jalen Brunson, at times, has to do so much for this team. I think he just helps be a backup guard. They just need guys to eat minutes as, as Tibbs uh, gives a lot of minutes to Jalen Brunson and Deuce McBride as their backup point guard. I think Alec Burks just gives a little bit of it's a little bit of rest uh, for Jalen Brunson, which is a guy who's going to play so much, but he plays through everything because he's tough as nails. So, yeah, I think the Knicks just got smarter on the edges a little bit. Both guys are going to be coming off the bench, but both capable players. Do you like it as much as Tass? Oh, absolutely. My main concern is Tibbs playing Alec Burks too much. <laughs> like, that'll, that'll be the the problem if he starts playing him a lot over McBride, which, I, you know, it probably will be an offense-defense sort of thing, but when it comes down to it, he should be on the bench at the end of these games, whereas Bogdanovich, maybe he's in the closing lineups, and he definitely will be while Julius Randle is out. We just saw that game against the Lakers when they double-teamed Jalen Brunson the entire second yeah. half, and the Knicks could get nothing going offensively because Randle was out, and OG Ananobi 
continues to be out, and we don't really know when he's coming back. It seems like his injury is getting worse the more he sits on the bench right now for uh, the Knicks. So with Grimes out of the rotation and they don't want to pay him, I think this is great to be able to get a couple of guys who are absolutely going to be in the rotation for the Knicks. They both bomb threes, which is kind of one of the Knicks' secret sauces. Uh, They shoot a lot of threes if you're not... Brunson or Randall or one of the big guys who catches dunks. So this is great stuff for them. They've added like four rotation players during the transaction periods here, and they still have all of their first round picks. Right. Leon's cooking. That's a good point. Um, I think the Knicks are going to be, when you get to tomorrow's podcasts and columns and articles and all that, winners and losers of the trade deadline. When you consider the OG move and the prior moves, TK, like you said, I think the Knicks will be on a lot of people's winners list for for, for some of these moves where they didn't have to give up any first-round picks. Yeah, and they, and they get a guy in Bogdanovich who, like he, I said a few weeks ago, he was their guy to go to at the end of the games. Recently, has had games of six threes, four threes, another one with four threes. The guy can score in this league. He's lost a tiny bit of step on the defensive end. He ain't that same guy who was guarding LeBron James in 2018 that seven-game seven series, Pacers and the Cavs way back when. He was the guy. He was a really good playoff performer. The Pistons held on to him and held on to him and held on to him finally until this day when a lot of his money is unguaranteed next year. They've finally given up a little bit. They've given up on Killian Hayes, who started a lot this season. The Pistons are going through one here uh, where they're finally changing uh their, their, their entire route. roster, basically. Yeah, a except little their, bit. Except they're young stars. Yeah. yeah, they get Quentin Grimes in this one, who who's a 3 and D guy who should help out a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, I'm glad Jaden Ivey's playing on that team uh, because Killian Hayes was playing a lot. <laughs> Not bad for uh, Bogdanovich and Burks to be on a seven-win team, get traded today to a team near the top of the Eastern Conference to go play in Madison Square Garden. You know, people are obviously very excited about this team, and rightfully so, and... They could play a part. Like they're gonna, they're gonna get an opportunity, especially with the injuries. That's the other part. Maybe they're like Knicks are looking at this like, okay, yeah, they might help in a playoff series, but we want to have home court advantage. We want to keep pace with the Cavs and the Bucks if we can. We have the main guys that are banged up or injured, especially with Randall and OG and uh, Bogdanovich could at least slot into those positions and help. Yeah, the OG injury a little scary uh, that mm-hmm. he's missed a six straight game with elbow problems. He missed games. With the Raptors as yeah. well. Like 15 last year. Well, that was a good year because it was 34 the year before that, 29 the year before that. So he does miss miss a lot of time, but hopefully those elbow spurs as we're getting getting Ooh. heard. I wouldn't want to have spurs in my elbows, only on my heels. <laughs> uh, from the Pistons side of thing, I do like them getting Grimes. I think he's like a solid player for them to pick up. He gives you something on the defensive end, which they're absolutely going to need. He can shoot it from outside. And he doesn't require the ball all that often, so Cade can cook a little bit. Yeah. Ivy can cook as well. Uh, but, I mean, they're basically getting back two future second-round picks here for uh, Bogdanovich when, theoretically, they could have gotten two first-round picks last year. Mm. Right. Which would you rather have, Quentin Grimes in two seconds or two first-round picks? I would prefer the picks mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. myself, but... Uh, that's just not how Troy Weaver does it. Yeah, <laughs> He doesn't like these picks. Yeah, <laughs> I know they're rebuilding, but if you can get a veteran, Troy Weaver will take your veteran. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't get a first-round pick like the Charlotte Hornets did, for instance. It would have been nice to get uh, yeah, a first-round pick instead of these second-round picks. And I don't want to compare the Pistons to the Knicks, but as you just said about Quentin Grimes pulling out the floor a little bit, even Fontecchio coming in to space out two-point land for those guys, for Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey yeah. mainly. That's what the Knicks do too with OG Ananobi and here with guys like Boyan Bogdanovich. 
they need space for Randall and obviously Jalen Brunson. It helps. Uh, and so maybe the Pistons are going a different route. Who knows? But the Knicks are definitely going a different route. They're, they're looking good. Uh, the Raptors were busy today. We obviously talked about uh, Kelly Olynyk making his way up to Toronto on our morning show. Well, they weren't done. They have traded Dennis Schroeder to the Nets for Spencer Dinwiddie. And Thaddeus Young, no, Thaddeus Young, of course, going to the Nets. Going to there. the Nets. Um, yep. You know, there's a lot happening here today. You know, I already screwed up draft picks going to one team. You know, look, it happens. But the the core of this is Schroeder for Dinwiddie. Oof. What and, is Toronto doing today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a little with this one specifically. Spencer Dinwiddie, he's an expiring contract. Right. While Schroeder signed through next season, the Nets desperately need a point guard. And Schroeder is more of a point guard than Spencer Dinwiddie, so it sort of makes sense. Because Ben Simmons has played nine games this season. He's missing every second game since he's been back. Not only the back injury, but knee injuries. So it sort of makes sense for the Raps. It's financial to me. You may just get off Spencer Dinwiddie's contract. We right, get that into, money's going to go to IQ, to quickly. <laughs> yes, Yeah. And, and Kelly Olenek as well. I know people love the Kelly Olenek uh, <laughs> grab, but also expiring. So... They, it really they comes better down. Pay him. They trade a first round pick for him. I think that they like Ochai in this one. They traded Otto Porter Jr. Yeah, we can get to that one later. But it's yeah. Otto Porter Jr., Kyra Lewis, and a late first round pick for Kelly Olenek and Ochai Abaji. Mm-hmm. Really, it comes down to how good is Manuel Quickly going to be for this team to go along with Barnes. That's what that's what it's going to come come down to. Quickly's got to be good next season and running a team, frankly. Yeah, the the roster right now for the Raptors, they only have seven players under contract next season. R.J. Barrett, Scotty Barnes, Pirtle, Grady Dick, Boucher is still there, Jalen McDaniels, uh, Abaji, as you said, coming over from Utah. And then Bruce Brown has a teen option, and they're going to you know, likely re-sign quickly. And Olenek, if, if, like TK said, they probably will after trading a first-round pick for him. So you're up to 10 there, but... Uh, yeah, strange move. I mean, look, the Nets didn't want Dinwiddie anymore. That was no secret. They were like, anybody want Dinwiddie? We do not want him here. <laughs> and there were there were reports going around that he was like basically mailing it in out there. <laughs> quiet quitting. Yeah, quiet quitting. So they get Schroeder here. But what do you think about uh, the Raptors doing this and the Nets getting uh, Schroeder? Uh, the Raptors are going to have a chance at moving into the top six, mm-hmm. I think. They're going to be bad. I mean, they're bad right now anyways. Two and 12 in their last 14. Dinwiddie is a downgrade uh, from Schroeder. I mean, I don't know how much of a downgrade. I think the biggest downgrade is probably in the locker room. He's been traded at the last three deadlines. Dinwiddie has. Mm -hmm. Seems to wear out his welcome uh, pretty quickly. I don't know. I don't really have a lot of takes on this Mm -hmm. one. But uh, the Raptors, if the point is to be bad, they're doing a good job. Yeah. and uh, But that's why it's confusing to bring in Olenek and trade a first-round pick for him. That's the confusing thing. Yeah, again... I don't know how hot they are about Kelly Olenek, really. Then why did they trade So for he him? thinks it's for Abaji. Uh, yeah, Abaji's part of that deal as well. It's a late first-round pick. They're taking a chance on Abaji, a guy who's been in the league. This is his second year. Right. He's an extremely athletic guy. For Kelly why would I think they'd rather have him than Kelly Olenek, who is he's getting old. Obviously, he'd be good. You know, he'll be at the elbow, and he'll set you up, and he'll set up the entire offense, mm-hmm. which is good. But really what it comes down to, I think, how good this team is going to be is – the guys they got from the Knicks, really, to help out Barnes. I'm not. And it obviously, it hasn't been fantastic. It has not been fantastic as they sit here tied for the sixth worst record in the league, which would be good because they could yeah. hold on yeah. to that first round That's pick, true. That's right? True. Which then rolls over to another year for the Spurs. 
Right. With the, if they uh, obviously keep it, yeah. uh, so it's not like they're out of it and done, done and dusted. But uh, yeah, two of their vet guys going out today: Otto Porter Jr., Thaddeus Young. Kelly Olynyk comes back right now, so there is that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Dinwiddie in Toronto for now, and and Bruce Brown is still there. But uh, you know, we're about thirty minutes to the buzzer here. Uh, Somebody sent a comment here on YouTube when we were talking about Ochai Baji. He said, "Is Ochai a word for gross in Canada?" How dare you? How dare you insult the Raptors' ridiculously bad record this season? Yeah, Look, they're not good. Look, the Raptors, Masai Ujiri, I guess, and Bobby Webster. Just like uh, the Nigerian-Canadian connection going on right now. That's how they're building this team. You're either Canadian, R.J. Barrett, Kelly Olenek, Nigerian, Abaji, uh, Nora, before. I mean, we got some, that's what they're cooking up there. It's all about family. We're not building the team. We're building a family. <laughs> it's very strange. Very strange. Yeah, I saw gonna... Michael Grange said that the Raptors are targeting people who would make Toronto their first choice. Right, right. And they're going to have a lot of cap room yeah. this summer. Lots of cap room. I think that's what they like about Spencer Dinwiddie's contract the most, that it comes off the books. Yeah. Uh, we have a three-way deal. I believe it's our only three-way deal of the day so far. What do uh, we got? Well, it's a little confusing. We know Royce O'Neal and David the Body Roddy are going to the Suns. And a bunch of guys at the end of their roster, Watanabe, who I think is ending up in Memphis, uh, Metu, Bates-Giop, I think Goodwin. You know, I'm sure there's some draft capital moving around. But the the Grizzlies and the Nets involved here with the Suns in a three-way deal. But Royce O'Neal is the, is the, I guess, the key name from this. The Suns trading four guys for two that they think maybe will have more of an impact as they sort of gear up for a postseason run. TK, get us started on this one if you have any takeaways. Uh, look, all of those minimum contract guys that the Suns signed over the summer turned out to be minimum contract guys. None yeah. of them could stick in the rotation despite getting quite a few shots at it. Basically all of them. Uh, they all had their moments, but... The biggest thing here is that they were able to turn into a guy who will probably stay in the rotation in Royce O'Neal. He's an okay shooter, 36% this season from three, 38% for his career. He's an okay defender, uh, so I think he will at least get a shot on some of the wings to save Booker from the wear and tear, to save Kevin Durant from the wear and tear. He's just a fine role player, uh, and considering that the Suns didn't have a ton of assets from a draft pick standpoint or from a player contract standpoint, I think they did a fine job. Right. The rotation, obviously, it's the big three up top. Then Grayson Allen has had a good year. Then mm-hmm. Eric Gordon and Yusuf Nurkic. Those six, they're a lock. Right. Disappointed Utah Watanabe didn't become that guy for some reason, didn't play under uh, Frank Vogel all that much. But yeah, beyond those top six, Royce O'Neal will automatically be a part of it and finish games uh, besides their big three, I, I imagine, at, at times. Cause just because he's a really good defender, yeah. no matter what. Yeah, that's uh, obviously adding to like sort of their top eight rotation is what you're saying, and, and maybe even David Roddy as well. Uh, and Watanabe, yeah, going back to Memphis where it all started. Oh, right. Right? <laughs> sort of forget he was a grizzly once upon a time, obviously made his way to the Raptors as well. But yes, that's the three-way that we had today. And then one more that we know of right now, um, and he announced it on his own podcast Twitter account, Patrick Beverly, breaking <laughs> news today, saying, I'm being traded. To the Bucks for campaign and a 2027 second round pick. What a flex to uh, announce your own trade. I mean, imagine he was live doing a trade special like us and saying, I got breaking news here. <laughs> Step your game up. I've been traded. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, what, what do you think, TK? Bev going to Milwaukee. Great get. 
I think this is exactly what uh, the Milwaukee Bucks need. They had been indicating that they were looking to move on from Cameron Payne heading into the trade deadline. They gave up a 2027 second round pick. Fine by me because Patrick Beverly, he's a dog. Mm-hmm. He brings his podcast first and foremost, so he'll go head to head with Fanalytics. <laughs> is that still running? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But like Beverly, he elevates your team. His tude pervades. And I think he's going to make them a, a tougher, meaner team. They need somebody who's going to at least try and guard the backcourt defensively. Like yep. he will sub in for uh, Malik Beasley at times, I'm sure, to be their stopper. Beverly, you know, I think the fact that his strengths lie in on ball defense makes him a little bit of an overrated defender, but the attitude and like the effort he gives, it definitely like affects the rest of the team. So that's cool. I do wonder how him and Damian Lillard will get together. Uh, but like Beverly, you hate him until he's on your team and then it's all good. That's exactly right. Damian Lillard has told Chris Haynes. He first off said, you know, sad to see campaign go and all that. We developed a good friendship quote though. This is Lillard speaking about Beverly. As for Pat, he brings an edge and a defensive tenacity on the perimeter that we need. There are not many players who bring it on a nightly like him. I look forward to working together. So, yes, already putting what was in their past yep. remaining there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I like this addition. This is sort of what they need, a little spark here. And he's you know you're getting that from Patrick Beverly. They need some attitude, that's for sure. And uh, we all know that Doc really loves guys that used to play for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. he, he, Pat Bev played for him for three seasons uh, with the Clippers, so that sort of makes sense. Apparently, Yanis Tetacumpo really loves Patrick Beverly. He played that clip before we came on today. How how Pat uh, on his podcast said that Yanis, you know, yeah. said I I love you, Doc. You want to come to win <laughs> win a championship? Come to Milwaukee. That was I don't know how long ago he said that. <laughs> he didn't trade for him, but that's. Yeah, it helps. It, they also didn't trust campaign a lot to be the backup point guard. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess Pat Beff is going to have an opportunity here, that's for sure. Beverly has played for a whole lot of teams <laughs> over the last, you know, five or six years. He was with the Clippers for, for a while, and then he bounced to Minnesota, of course. And he was on the Lakers. Then he was on your Bulls. 14-9. and nine. Then he was on, your, on the Sixers, and now he's on Milwaukee. A lot of teams here for Pat Bev. I'm actually kind of surprised that the Sixers would trade him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's better than Campaign for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe they wanted a little bit more scoring. Campaign is definitely more offensively tilted, but I thought Beverly was kind of locked in there with the Sixers. You know, he's always wearing, like, a Phillies toque in his uh, his podcast. <laughs> I saw him walking with a Bryce Harper jersey once upon a time. <laughs> I thought he was made for Philadelphia, but apparently they wanted... Uh, to get on the campaign campaign. That's yeah. right. And maybe they're trying to get Kyle Lowry here. I, That's exactly a, right. That the, could the, be the an Sixers yes. in a bio yes. situation. Yeah. yeah, that'll be, feels like the, home, the replacement. Kyle. Yes. Go home, enjoy Philadelphia. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Actually, our, our man John Hollinger chiming in about the three-way trade. Yeah. And that Jordan Goodwin and Kata Bates-Diop are also going to Brooklyn. They're going to Brooklyn. Yeah. Metu is the one we don't know where he's landing at. Yes. Is he going to the Grizzlies or Nets? Yeah, good, good <laughs> one was supposed to be good for, for the Phoenix as a, a backup guard. That obviously didn't happen. Um, yeah, they're just going to rely on Beal and Booker a ton, I guess. Uh, Tony Jones of The Athletic is saying the Jazz are likely good here at the deadline. That means Jordan Clarkson is probably staying put because he was another mm. name uh, rumored to be on the move. And then Kelly Eco of The Athletic follows the Rockets. Uh, a few trade concepts are, quote, still alive, but barring a sudden change in the final, uh, well, now 20 minutes or so, the Rockets are leaning towards standing pat at the deadline as well. So maybe the Jazz and the Rockets 
are done making moves. Not that the Rockets even made a move today. Yeah, I mean, they did the Stevens Ad- yeah. Steven Adams trade, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But there was that report not too long ago that they were... Who were they in the mix for? Somebody good. It, was, Somebody it, wasn't, it good. wasn't a Zach Levine. No, it was a big name. DeJounte Murray? No. They were they were chasing people though. That they was the chasing. thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ime Udoka, I want to make the playoffs. I've made it like the last seven years right. I was a coach or whatever his claims were. Um Yeah, I don't know who it was. Well, but, because uh, Jalen Green's name was yeah, like, Ooh, yeah. you can maybe get him uh if you give us the right Honestly, sort of player smart update. smart move to to slow play it. They yeah. didn't need to really push all in on this at all. Yeah. Oh, Mikhail Bridges. That's who it was. Mikhail uh, Bridges, Mikhail Bridges yeah. was the big name coming back to Houston. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that Utah isn't selling. They sold Simone Fontecchio, but they did this last year when they were 500. They traded Mike Conley, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, and then they kind of fell off a little bit. I'm going to enjoy the race. Watching from afar as the Western Conference standings have a race through 11 right now, even even 12 in the Houston Rockets. It's going to be a fight because the Jazz are 10th and then the Warriors are just behind them. The Jazz are going to stay good now if they don't give up uh, big parts here uh, of their deal. Okay, well, 20 minutes. Oh, they officially. traded Ochai Abaji and Kelly Olenek. Hold on, I take that back. But Kelly Olenek is a decent part, which I has not been playing a lot for them. Anyways, I think they yeah. should still be okay. That's all I got to say. Okay, that's okay. all right. Yeah, let's move on. Well, we're going to take a break because we got 20 minutes here before the actual 3 p.m. trade deadline buzzer. But we're going to stick around for uh, you know good 30 minutes to an hour after that. Trades sometimes trickle in. You wonder, though, like... Are we sort of done? Because they really did come. Like, we've had deadlines before where all of this slop, all of these names would have come in, like, a 10-minute window. <laughs> and I'd be like, whoa, what's going on? But they came, like, in this weird, like, every 10, 15 minutes it felt like there was, like, a mm-hmm. new sort of minor trade. So who knows? Maybe there's some still left out there. But we'll take a break, and when we come back, uh, we'll either address the new deals or some of the ones from this morning. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. All right, we are still here. 2024 NBA Trade Deadline Special. Thanks, everybody, joining us live on YouTube. Hit the like button if you haven't. Subscribe if you haven't done that. We're live every day at 10 a.m. Eastern here from the Classic Factory. I like this tweet from Trey about an hour ago. Who he play for type of trade deadline. Would a casual fan know any player traded so far today? You said Gordon Hayward, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Today? Today. No one would know Gordon Hayward. The casual fan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> Some suggested Buddy Heald as a knowable name. <laughs> wow. Yeah, sure. It depends on which NCAA tournament you watched. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a, great, a couple of great games, I think. And, of course, Gordon went to the championship game. Uh, but this is sickos only at this point. <sighs> yeah, it is. It is. And we can't really be all that shocked by it when you consider 
some of the bigger deals, not that they were the biggest names in the world, but like the Raptors doing all their moves early. Household names like OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam well, were dealt weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I know you said that tongue-in-cheek. At least Siakam is an all-NBA Canadian player. household name. That's true. That's true. Very true. Uh, but today, yeah. Sort of. But <laughs> Does everybody Gordon? know Kelly Olenek is Canadian from Kamloops, B.C.? No, not many people know. No. Kamloops, no. I love that name. No. I was wondering, uh, you said earlier on a morning podcast, Abaji, mm-hmm. one of the most handsome men in the NBA, paired with Kelly Olenek. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on the other end of the spectrum, <laughs> and I could say that as an ugly Canadian. Um, Actually, yeah, but that, you know that's a weird, weird dynamic. Those two, Mister mm-hmm. Handsome and Mister Mister Horse, <laughs> Mister Ed, Mister Ed, if you will. But anyway, that's what the Raptors got. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I got nothing interesting. Okay. I was going to say well, what's your, I was what, watching what? with my wife uh, a couple weeks ago, and she saw Kelly Olynyk with his headband and the hair flowing, mm-hmm. and yeah. she said, Is, "What's wrong with his hair?" And I said, what do you what mean? Wrong? What's wrong with his hair? That's how he wears his hair. She said, no, no, that's not. Something is wrong, something is wrong with his headband combo with his hair. I said, come on. He's a Canadian. He's a hockey boy. Yeah, he just has long hair. He's got the hockey look for yeah. sure. Yeah, BC guy. So, yeah. so what's your answer to, to, to what? the, no, the biggest. Oh, the biggest name The biggest today. name traded today. We've said them all, I guess. It's got to be I don't Hayward think, or Buddy Heald. I don't or... think casual fans know, okay. unless you're Bermudian, maybe you know Buddy Heald. Um, that's about it. I don't think so. He's from the Bahamas. The answer right? is... Oh, he's from the Bahamas. The Bahamian, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Is the answer Seth Curry? Because people would maybe think it's Steph Curry. <laughs> Maybe go, Curry. who? Back to the... Did you say Steph Curry got traded? No, no, no. Seth Curry. Seth. He has a brother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might be that. Uh, well, do, I do have a tweet. There may be something else happening here. Okay. Woj, this is, this is a tweet from Harrison Fagan who said that Woj says on ESPN that the Hawks and Raptors <laughs> are still discussing DeJounte Murray and Bruce Brown deals respectively. Somebody responded to Harrison Fagan's tweet. For each other? And then Harrison Fagan said, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. LOL. So the Hawks are still exploring DeJounte Murray trades. The Raptors are still exploring Bruce Brown trades. We have 14 minutes remaining. But the Spurs are trading Doug McDermott to the Pacers. <laughs> Back to <laughs> You know what? It's a big day for white guys in the NBA, too, man. White guys are being dealt like crazy today. There's so many. There's a lot. Gordon. Where's Luca going? Oh, <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, we've had, well, there was a bunch involved in the Knicks deal there to the mm-hmm, Pistons. Mm-hmm. We had Gordon, good Gord himself. Now, Dougie, uh, does anyone have an immediate reaction to Doug McDermott going to the Pacers? I, I got go- a little bit of a reaction for you, Skeets. Okay, okay. And it actually plays well with uh, the trade we were maybe going to talk about, Buddy Heald going to the Sixers from the Pacers. Because since it happened, I've kind of been thinking, why would the Pacers do this? Mm, mm, right. They shoot threes. Buddy Heald's a three-point shooter. Replacement. Doug McDermott. He's not as good as Buddy no. Hill, but he's going to do the same thing. Catch the ball and shoot it as soon as he gets it. And they need a guy who's just going to be a laser because Nemhard isn't a great outside shooter, so they want to keep uh, some three-point marksmanship around, I imagine. And uh, if Buddy's out of the picture, get Doug off the bench shooting some threes. Right, and the idea that Buddy's an expiring deal and maybe they don't want to be the one giving him a contract, get something in return. But sure. yeah, they get a little replacement yeah. shooter here. And Buddy had permanently gone to the bench with the Pacers since the Siakam acquisition and since Neesmith has been awesome. It's been a different team with Halliburton and Neesmith and the the third guy there to pair with Siakam and Turner has sometimes been Nemhard. Sometimes they change it up. Sometimes they throw in a little Buddy in there, but they also are going to play Bendik Matherin a lot coming off the bench. So 
they've got a lot of guys. I'm excited to see how this Pacer team finally gets some minutes together because Halburn has been injured even since they got Siakam, so he's been playing some. This team is good, and Dougie, he won't complain about minutes like Buddy. I think we did a little True. bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Doug McDermott, yeah, barely playing for the Spurs as it is, like 15 minutes a game, still shoots the ball great, 44% from deep uh, on, on nearly four attempts per game in, in 15 minutes. Obviously lets it fly when he's out there, but that's his role. So yeah. Do it again. Spurs, pop, they don't play some guys. Devontae Graham, get him out there. That guy can shoot. Somebody acquired Devontae Graham. Like, they didn't start... Uh, Jones, uh, they didn't start their backcourt like they should have mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning beginning of the lineup. And speaking of three-point shooters, I think we learned today the final two guys in the uh, three-point uh, contest over All-Star Weekend. It is Carl Anthony Towns. He's going to get a chance to defend from two years ago. And then Trey Young is uh, the other name that's going to be in that contest. Just got named an All-Star, wow. of course. So, yeah, those are the final two. It's a pretty good field. When you add those two more, you add two more all stars to it. A lot of all stars in at the all. field, and you know Trey Young's got starry range. Ooh, that's right. This is easy. true. Starry, uh, baby. starry range. I also believe Jeremy Sohan has is replacing um, Shade and Sharp in the Rising Stars game. Do you have a take on that? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The I'm starting kidding. point guard for the San Antonio Spurs for 30 games, <laughs> and then they took him out of that spot. So yeah, Trey Jones. Hey, you can start now. Um, before we get into the ones we've already talked about this morning. What's the biggest like name that hasn't been dealt yet with 11 minutes to go? Well, here it's you like go. the most a shocking. Tweet from Woj. The Atlanta Hawks are keeping guard DeJounte Murray. No trade. Okay. They've been too good recently. We think we're going to be good. <laughs> they won four in a row, right? They did. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Bad timing for us uh, you know, sickos that just want trades. It's like, uh-oh, the Hawks are figuring it out. I mean, that just means like, nobody had anything good to offer. Like, they really weren't even getting a second round. Uh, excuse me, a second first round pick. I listened to a few podcasts today that said maybe they would be able to find a first round pick, and I don't think that's enough to get back for right. DeJounte Murray. The We talked about the Jazz. They allegedly made an offer, and the Lakers allegedly made an offer that included, as one of their young guys, Jalen hood Shafino. And it's like if the Hawks were really into Jalen hood Shafino, they would have drafted him when they drafted yeah. Kobe Bufkin, but they took Kobe Bufkin uh, instead. So apparently not enough interest in DeJounte Murray, which to me is not surprising. Like... He's good, but you're not giving up three first-round picks for DeJounte Murray unless you're the Hawks two years ago. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and maybe I'm buying the Hawks juice right now, but since DeAndre Hunter has come back, and and I'm I'm buying the juice. I mean, for him to get a helper on the perimeter, because people are questioning, oh, DeJounte Murray, you need need defense besides Trey Young, beside him. And DeJounte Murray hasn't been fantastic, but since... DeAndre Hunter came back. Hey, the, the Hawks are okay. They obviously won four in a row there, and then they, they're they allowed to lose to the Clippers. They're allowed to lose to the Celtics. Those are their last two losses. Yeah, they're good, I guess. I'm, I'm buying in. I'm buying in. We've got uh, some more slop here. Some minor trades. So, the Doug McDermott going to Indiana. Well, the Pacers were trading Marcus Morris, who they just got in the Buddy Heald deal from earlier today and a second round pick in cash to the Spurs for Doug. That's what's making that deal go down. Marcus right. Morris, you said? That's right. Cool. Yeah. I wonder if I get the key to the city. <laughs> <laughs> and the Milwaukee Bucks are trading Robin Lopez to the Sacramento Kings. Huh. He's expected to be waived and become a free agent. This is what Woj is tweeting. <laughs> 
So Robin Lopez will not be sitting on the corner by oh. the bench there for the Milwaukee Bucks anymore. They had a pair of bros, Thanasia Dedekumpo <sighs> yeah. and Giannis and Robin and Brooke. Why are they getting rid of him? Is that a financial yeah, thing? Yeah, the Bucks are it? sending cash uh, in the deal. Mm. To, uh, to Sacramento. We're going to need uh, Hollinger to explain why in hell they're doing this one. <laughs> it's all financial reasons. An apron. An apron that they need an to apron. get under. An <laughs> and they probably also create a roster spot so they can get a guy on the buyout market yeah. who maybe fits yeah. their team a little bit better than Robin Lopez since she hasn't been playing yeah. all that much. And maybe Lopez becomes a Philadelphia 76er. Mm. They need a backup big, I kind of think, with a beat out. So I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Could slot into that. Uh, well, while we wait on any other minor deals here, or big ones, not likely. Uh, yeah, the Sixers did, did trade uh, Buddy Heald, or trade for, excuse me, Buddy Heald from Indiana. Again, if you want to go check out our morning show where we reacted to Wednesday's trades, those three that, you know, again, we're minor with Tillman going to the Celtics and stuff like that. We did this at 10 a.m. Eastern. It's in your podcast feed. It's obviously on YouTube. And then while we were doing that show, a lot of trades were coming in. And one of them was, again, Buddy Heald going to Philly for Morris and Korkmaz and and second-round picks. Any new um, thoughts on this as we had some more hours to digest it um, with with Philly getting Buddy? I said that he'd be coming off the bench. I know people uh, got all up in the comments and said, come on, he's going to be starting for this team. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, just because they are, they've, they've got Tobias Harris obviously going to start alongside Maxi, and I think they start more guys that know their role, like a Nicola Batum or that type of player uh, over Buddy. But yeah, other than that, uh, other than me calling him a Bahamian, uh, calling him a Bermudian. You know, that I got no new facts. Okay, I okay. got no new facts <laughs> for Buddy Heald. I do think he'll start. Uh, they are currently 27th in three-point makes per game. Buddy Heald is a three-point shooter. Uh, and talking about knowing your role, that's all he does is shoot mm-hmm. threes. So I think he knows uh, what's up for that. So I think that they will probably tilt a little offensively uh, with Embiid's 35 points per game missing for the next however many weeks. He probably gets starts over like Kelly... Ubre uh, and D'Anthony Melton. Melton, I guess, has been starting quite a bit for them as well. But he healed. Never played in a playoff game. Sort of funny. Been around for a while, but was uh, with the Pelicans when he was drafted and then traded in his first year to the Sacramento Kings, and they had the uh, the futility still running there where they couldn't make the postseason. Obviously made his way to the Indiana Pacers, uh, and uh, you know he hasn't been in those games uh, in a playoff game for them either. So he's going to likely have his first playoff game with the Philadelphia 76ers, unless they slip into the play-in and then, you know, things go bad. Maybe Embiid doesn't come back, but we might see Buddy Heald in a playoff series. Uh, another one from this morning. Yeah, we talked about this already a little bit, but it was the Raptors, uh, you know, fulfilling CanCon uh, requirements, getting Kelly Olynyk and Ochai Abaji for Otto Porter Jr., Kira Lewis Jr., a couple juniors there, and then that late 2021-24, excuse me, first-round pick. And it's like the least favorable of OKC, LAC, H-O-U and U-T-A. <laughs> so, <laughs> see if anybody's awake. Yeah, Trying to yeah, keep yeah. you on your toes. Um, oh. Yeah. And then this news from our man Sham Sharanya here regarding the Spencer Dinwiddie trade for Dennis Schroeder. Yep. That happened. To avoid a $1.5 million upcoming contract bonus for games played, the Toronto Raptors are planning to waive Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay. Okay. That was quick. 
That was a quick run for Spencer, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just bought his jersey. <laughs> and I didn't get insurance with my American Express. Yeah, they got. They must have plans for free agency in that they give up Schroeder, who has yeah. contract next yeah. season, to get an ex- expiring contract in Spencer. Who does Masai have his eye on in free agency? Quickly got to pay, right? Yeah. Quickly has to be paid. Olenek likely gets paid as yes, well. Yes, yes. Maybe. Who else? Who's the big free agent? Bring back Siakam. No. Uh, <laughs> Tobias Harris? Oh, God. He's yeah, up there. He's up not, there on the list for free agents. Yeah, it's not It's not big no. names. No. No. That's why it's all about pre-agency, man. Uh, all right. I did see uh, Alex Spears talking about that pick um, that the Raptors traded. He says, nobody wants this pick. It's gone from Oklahoma City to Denver to Indiana to Toronto to Utah. Holy. In the span of eight months. <laughs> Nobody really wants to pick like 25 through 30 in this draft. Right. But I hope whoever it is becomes a Hall of Famer. <laughs> they'll, yeah, they'll use it as like uh, inspiration. <laughs> they didn't even want to pick me. <laughs> they didn't even want my pick. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, now I'm searching the 2024 free agency list. They want, they want Paul George's podcast live in Toronto. Podcast P. Coming to Toronto. No, he, he has an option. Yeah. I'm sure he'll take that and hang out with the Clippers. Otherwise, yeah, it's it's an interesting crop here. Damar coming back? Sorry. Let's get off this hey, list. Let's get off this list. Uh, another minor deal. Able. Minor deal here uh, <laughs> as we uh, approach the deadline buzzer. 76ers are trading Jaden Springer to the Celtics for a second-round pick. <laughs> I should have I should have said wow. for what, and you guys would have said a second-round pick. <laughs> uh, yeah, Springer <laughs> going to Boston. Yeah, the Celtics have wanted help with their bench because it's it's Peyton Pritchard, and then there's a there's a Hauser in there coming to fire off threes. They obviously went and got some big man help and got Xavier Tillman today, mm-hmm. which makes a heck of a lot of sense. And this is along those lines. Uh, they they can't go get a big name. There was some some Gordon Hayward chatter, or to go back and get Daniel Gallinari. James Springer has been all right for the 76ers. I. I mm. No? no, no, he's good at defense. Yeah, he's yeah. very he athletic and good at, at defense. All. Yeah, he's shooting. Uh, yeah, he's shooting a cool twenty-one percent from deep and thirty-nine percent from the floor. Offensively, a very, very bad year. But yeah, he's he's a a stocky, uh, you know, defensive-minded guard. Which is yeah. like, like, like this isn't going to change anything. <laughs> like this is a, a classic. In case somebody gets injured, sure, and energy guy. Yeah, yeah, he's right. an energy guy. Right. G League Finals MVP last season as well. Go. Oh, that's what, gonna, that's what I'm remembering. He's going to bring it in practice, you know? He's, he's going to bring it in practice. Him and Peyton Pritchard going yeah. at it. Oh. Make those guys better in the locker room. All it took was a second-round pick. Uh, let's just go back to one of the morning deals because we knew a little bit more about it now. It was uh, good Gord Almighty, Gordon Hayward, going to <laughs> OKC. And in exchange, the uh, Hornets got Trey Mann, Micic, Bertans, and draft compensation. So, uh, Michic, we didn't know this morning when this deal went down. Uh, I'm sure that hasn't changed your opinions on it too much. You liked it for, like, what the Hornets were doing, obviously cashing in on Hayward. You liked that pick, them getting that. And then, you know, yeah. Hayward as this vet here joining a very young Thunder team. Uh, we may have him at the top of all the guys traded. He might be at the top of the, hey, that guy might win you a quarter in a playoff oh, yeah. uh, game and, and potentially series, for sure. You know, in fact, in fact, let me put you on the spot. Give me your top three of all the guys traded over the last two days. <laughs> I'm counting Wednesday if you want. Who's your top three? Hey, this guy could win us five to ten minutes of a playoff game. New number one for me is Buddy Heald. 
Okay. The guy can catch you, fire. Can catch fire. Okay. Can absolutely catch fire. Uh, I'm going Boyan Bogdanovich is my number okay, one. Okay. 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 Put that him guy, in. That, that, yeah. He, he ends four. He ends quarter. He ends four. He ends games as the guy. <laughs> he's on distance, dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, why he his games. Yeah, but he's good at it. Okay. So you, you go. You do that's yours. A, that's a top three, I think. Hayward, Bogdanovich, and Buddy Heal. Okay. Okay. Got some guys who can shoot. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, uh, do you have any other thoughts on this on this Thunder uh, acquiring Hayward though, TK? Nothing. What is Not this draft compensation? Much. We don't yeah, know. What is the, have we seen this draft <laughs> compensation uh, yet? Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. It's a couple second round picks. Round picks? <laughs> 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 Let me check with Schleck dog over here. I thought Gort- oh no! Boston Celtics are trading Delano Banton to the Portland Trailblazers for a. Second, second round pick. Oh, heavily protected <laughs> second round pick. Uh, we're going in now, buddy. Holy, uh, now we're protecting the second round picks. Oh, yeah. Why isn't he going back to Toronto? He's freaking Canadian. He's Canadian, I know. Yeah. Come on, Delano. Yeah, this uh, the draft compensation to go along with Trey Mann is, is a good get for the Hornets just to have him around. Why the heck not? Vasilya Micic, just a fun name to say, and so is Davis Bertans. Micic was actually decent for them, uh, for the, the Thunder when he did play. We have hit the uh, 3 o'clock Eastern time NBA trade deadline buzzer. It is over. Now, trades will trickle in from time to time, but Woj tweets, Raptors are keeping Bruce Brown Jr. See, he Bruce included the junior. Brown. <laughs> Some don't. Interesting. Uh, yeah, Bruce. Cass? <laughs> You'd been saying it. You thought, eh, I don't think they're going to trade him uh, and that they're going to keep him. Now, do you think that <laughs> moving forward, they're picking up the team option and Bruce Brown on the roster next year? Or uh, That's a great question. Yeah, yeah making a, a heck of a lot of money for a team that's bad. And in that world, he's an option for $23 million. It's a little surprising. It just feels like the Raps think they're good. Mm-hmm. And they think that quickly and Barrett and Barnes, mainly with a sprinkled with a little bit of Pirtle, should be winning a lot of games. So that's that's the only time that Bruce Brown really makes a lot of sense. As a complimentary guy to a good team, like he was, I'm going to say it, on the Nuggets. No, this Raps team ain't winning a championship like the Nuggets, but that's how, that's what Masai feels like. Feels like what Masai is feeling is that this team is really, really good. If they're keeping Bruce for that reason. But I'm not sure he stays long. I'm not sure. Right. I'm just not sure. They could trade him at summertime. Yeah. yeah. They could. Uh, when, like, I've just, I know the Lakers will have more picks available to them during the summer, but apparently they want to chase uh, some bigger names, no surprise, but if the first round pick isn't there, Masai's just hoping that it will be the next time around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Woj has uh, sort of added to that Bruce Brown tweet that the $23 million team option on Brown's 24-25 contract gives the Raptors a lot of options in the offseason. Exactly what you guys just said. Chris Haynes is saying the Bulls are keeping Andre Drummond. I guess the Bulls are keeping everyone. Uh, real quiet day from Chicago. This guy is pumped. <laughs> He's got, He's got my Bulls Hawks tickets <laughs> during this. And guess what? It's a nine ten play in preview, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bulls, surprise, surprise, do they're literally nothing. back. <laughs> they are, Same guys. They are back. No one leaving. Uh, and then yeah, a couple other teams obviously sitting the sun. Lakers not doing a move that we know of. Uh, we thought they would be a team that was uh, desperate to shake things up. LeBron with his hourglass emojis, how he's going to react now. Uh, you know, the Warriors had been, but they started to figure things out. And Kerr says, now we got enough guys. So it's come and gone, man. That's it. Trade deadline. That's it. It's over. We got to see if no more tricklers. I mean, there might be a trickle in. But like, 
I'm always convinced we're not getting a big, juicy, you know, landscape sh- uh, shifting sort of deal after the buzzer. It's always like, yeah, so and so was waived, and oh yeah, second round pick maybe for this end of the bench guy, at most. Probably it's, not. No. Uh, yeah, as far as just just flying through again. I just want to refill free agency day here. Uh, not free agency, trade deadline day here. I do like that the Minnesota Timberwolves went and got a point guard and Monte Morris to help them out. Mm-hmm. He is going to be good. They fall apart in fourth quarters. The the ranking in fourth quarters offense is is poor. It actually is very very one of the worst. They're bad at obviously turning the ball over. They become stagnant. They need a point guard to help. Mike Conley, they need just to move that thing a lot more. They just need Mike Conley to be fresh. They've got a tough schedule here uh, the rest of the way with a lot of back-to-backs. So it's a smart move. Well, they're trickling in. Trickler! We got a trickler? Yeah, the Warriors are trading Corey Joseph to the Pacers. Canada. Oh. (laughs) For what? (laughs) Probably a second-round pick. We don't know right now. Oh, that's going to be a second-round pick. You know it's good. That might be a protected. You better have a protected second-round pick. Top 55, I'm thinking. But yeah, you're right. Kojo. What are the Pacers? Pacers are trying to be uh, trying to be the Raps here. Trying to be Team Canada, man. They got <laughs> that's to be their third guy. Yeah, third guy. They got Matherin. They got Nemhard. Now they got Corey. Used to wow. have Brissette. And they got Siakam, who uh, yeah, counts. he counts. Yeah, <laughs> sure. He's an honorary Canadian. Okay. He used to have Duarte, an honorary Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> they, they they like to get their Canadians in there. Kojo. <laughs> Kojo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. You don't need I don't no, need we're not going I don't need 10 minutes Where's on your that. Take? Let me uh quickly recap everything to the best of my abilities for maybe somebody just joining us live right now on YouTube. The Mavs making some deals here today. They went and got PJ Washington, the Chevy Tracks himself from the Hornets. It cost them Grant Williams and Seth Curry and a top 2 protected 27 first round pick. The Mavs also got Daniel Gafford and his sexy eyes. We're always talking about Al Horford's eyes and not enough about Gafford's. You're so right. Beautiful man. eyes on that guy. Great eyes. Yes, and... Top three handsome guys. He's up there with the Baji. <laughs> He's right there. <laughs> so Gafford gives them, uh, at least on the Wizards, he, he put up good points. You know, 11, 8, 2.2 blocks per game. So he goes to Dallas as a backup big there, probably behind Lively. Uh, that cost them Rashawn Holmes. So there was swapping of big men there. The Knicks... Now, the guys loved it here, especially Tass. Bogdanovich and Burks going to New York. Quentin Grimes, he's gone. He goes to Detroit. Fournier, Flynn, Archie Diacono, and two future second-round picks. But the Knicks, you know, uh, shoring up sort of their roster, maybe because of the injuries to some of their key guys. But, yeah, adding a shooter, a couple shooters, I should say, because Burks can catch fire too, uh, to Tibbs' roster there. The Raptors, man, it's perplexing. It's weird. But they traded... Dennis Schroeder to the Nets for Dinwiddie and then waived Dinwiddie. Thaddeus, <laughs> Thaddeus Young also went uh, back to Brooklyn. They, wow, earlier quick. in the day, uh, did Kelly Olynyk have him, Abaji, uh, in sending out uh, Kira Lewis, Otto Porter, and, and a pick there. The Suns got Royce O'Neal and David the Body Roddy in a three-way deal <laughs> that we're still trying to figure out. Uh, but Watanabe going to the Grizzlies, a couple guys going to the Nets. But Royce O'Neal, we thought he would be moved. Uh, there was reports from the New York Post this morning I saw that they could have traded him last deadline for two first-round picks. Apparently, Dorian Finney-Smith? No, no, Royce O'Neal. That's what they said. That's what they said. That's Uh, what it said in the post. It seemed like a lot when when they gave up a first round pick Mm -hmm. to get him from Utah. It didn't really make 
a ton of sense. I know. Two? Nah. I know. I know. I'm just telling you what the post nah. said. But anyway, he goes to the Suns. They like they just took they took four guys at the end of their roster and said, "Oh, well, give us these other two guys. We think they're gonna like actually contribute, especially Royce O'Neal." And I think he will be yeah part of the top eight, top seven rotation. Might right. end some games for them alongside their big three. Pat Bev himself announced that he was going to the Milwaukee Bucks. That dog is gonna go play with Giannis and Dame. Oh man, they had friction in the past. It's okay. Now he's on my team. Now he's my guy. Patrick Beverly and Bobby Portis playing together. <laughs> Just barking. That's, That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> that, that team's going forehead to forehead with somebody. In and the then Sanasi's like oh, he's man. gonna be screaming off the bench. Right. right. Now. We yeah. gotta have a Pacers Bucks series. They yeah. all are angry at each other. Yeah. And now you're adding these two guys. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Good point. So I many see. dogs. Is Doc a veterinarian for his dogs? <laughs> <laughs> bad. Bad Doc joke. Uh, Buddy <laughs> Heald leaves the Pacers. He goes to Philadelphia. Uh, that is uh, one that happened earlier today. Gordon Hayward going to OKC. They're taking some draft compensation. Trey Mann, the Hornets are taking a flyer on him. And then, uh, yeah, I already said the Kelly Olenek, Abaji one. And then yesterday, yeah, Tillman to the Celtics. I think he will be in the running because of his defense for a guy that will, like, change a game in a playoff series. <laughs> in the right matchup, that defense will cause somebody uh, a headache and give them nightmares. Uh, so he did that, and then... Uh, what were the other ones yesterday? They were pretty small. Oh, yeah, Monte Morris, you said. and Fontecchio. Uh, Fontecchio, Simone, Fontecchio. What a name, baby. Going to the Pistons. I right. think I about hit it all. I know there's some other little tiny slop. There's tiny slop. I mean, there. I have never seen slop smaller than this, Skates. Law Murray from The Athletic <laughs> what <do you laughs> tweets, got? there's a Clippers trade. <laughs> to Denver, cash. To oh. L.A., draft rights to center Ishmael Kamagate. A 2022 second round pick. Can you come again on Kamagate? <laughs> K-A-M-A-G-A-T-E. <laughs> All right. That, that is a transaction. Now that is what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> that, is a, that is a true single wow. Who? Wow. I thought you were going to say, like, uh, Balmer is throwing in uh, the uh, toilet rights to eight toilets in the new Intuit dome or something like that. Uh, okay. Cash yeah, for, cash for, cash for rights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching this clip. Uh, apparently, Ochai Baji, who went to Kansas, along with his new teammate, Grady Dick, also went to Kansas. Yeah. Grady Dick apparently checked into his room in his dorm, and there was a note from Ochai Baji, which said, whoever takes over this room, be great. <laughs> it, it hit, it hit wow. Grady Dick right in the heart. Wow. Right in the heart. Not in the pants. Or the dick, right in the heart, and it and it and it helped him. It helped him. Okay, he loves it. He's crying. Everybody's gonna love Ochai Baji on the Toronto Raptors. Oh, there I'm it is. I'm biting. I'm biting. Here comes Raptors propaganda. <laughs> uh, all right, you know what? Let's take a quick break. We're not going anywhere. It'll be a quick break, and then uh, we'll come back and uh, I don't know, twiddle our thumbs a little bit. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Jake Frisbee in the stream team. He asked, well, should I get back to work? No, Jake. <laughs> We're just getting started here. Because I want to talk about teams that didn't make a trade. Who are going to be the teams on people's losers of the deadline for the moves they didn't make? That's what I want to know, TK. Who did, who had you shaking your head at? Like, come on, you didn't even trade for a second-round pick? <laughs> you didn't even get any cash <laughs> for a guy no one's ever heard of? Uh, the stats are already coming out. Bulls haven't made a trade involving a player since August 2021. What? That's a long wow. time. Wow. That is a long time. Uh, but, I mean, you see the results. <laughs> Speak for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was it, do you know? I mean, that was like the DeRozan summer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. DeRozan, wow, Lonzo, Caruso, I guess, was a free agent signing. So are you pissed as a Bulls fan that they did sort of stand pat here and didn't you know, either move DeRozan or even a Drummond or, I guess, a Caruso if you were selling high on him. I mean, he's like the hottest name in the market. Or, or, or not. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't expect him to make a move. Like, right. I thought they would trade Drummond. I'll say I thought they yeah. would trade Drummond. His last game was like, like it felt like a going away party <laughs> sure. for him. Everywhere's going nuts in the United Center. He's celebrating after every single basket and played a great game. He's on an expiring contract and he could help a lot of teams. Yeah. But the Bulls thought they hit on something with Vooch and Drummond playing alongside each other. They were just completely rolled over the first-seeded Minnesota Timberwolves playing their double big lineup, so maybe it'll work. Uh, also, like, the thing with Caruso is, yeah, he would be very valuable on any contending team. Trading him now while he's still got a year left on his deal next season would have been smart because the return will be better. We just saw that with Boyan Bogdanovich uh, going for basically a second-round pick this year when maybe he would have went for firsts last year. But also, Caruso is a fan favorite, super awesome to watch, and a great culture guy to have around. So I can understand wanting to keep him. This is a team that does not want to be bad. Uh, after the debacle that was the Jim Boylan era, they just don't want to go back there right now, especially when you see all of the players from that set of teams go to other teams and get some good coaching and look pretty solid. I'm talking about Lowry Markinen and Chris Dunn <laughs> specifically. Right. Throw Daniel Gafford in if you want. Yeah. Um, mm. But I don't know. It's it's crazy to just not do anything. Yeah. Like, 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 the, like literally what the Suns are doing, they didn't really make that big of moves, right? But they're just churning the back end of your roster to mix things up. And I would like to see the Bulls do something. Right. Sure feels like Caruso will be back there next year. There's a chance that they just buy out Andre Drummond for a team. Like you just mentioned, there are a lot of teams out there that could use a big. Yeah, maybe the Bulls just want to save money and let Drummond go instead of bringing him back next season. But they have lots of faith in Alex Caruso. For instance, there's there's teams that need a lot of help at, at the bottom of their roster. Absolutely. Anthony Slater of The Athletic tweeting that the Warriors trading Corey Joseph to the Pacers is for tax money and a roster spot. Yeah. They probably need a big. Draymond Green is starting at the center spot. They need a big, big. Andre Drummond would obviously fit. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard is out there somewhere. At a big, uh, <laughs> he is? Yeah. He was in Asia. I mean, he he looks decent. Uh, and could just, just to help out against Nikola Jokic if you get him in, in a series, that's just a bang against him. 
I mean, we saw Austin Rivers and John Wall work out, uh, what was it, in December. They had that private workout. I'm sure an Austin Rivers could help out as a, a 3 and D guy somewhere, uh, but especially the bigs. The bigs are, are definitely going to be uh, grabbed over the next month or so. we got to do a live show. For the buyouts. For the buyout season. Oh, for the buyout well, season. season. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, one guy who uh, sounds like will not be uh, a potential buyout guy, Clippers forward P.J. Tucker. He will not request a buyout, says Chris Haynes, and he's going to remain with the team for the duration of the season after hmm. trade attempts fell short. So they were trying to find, uh, I yeah. believe, a second-round pick, uh, probably for P.J. Tucker, and uh, couldn't. And so he's going to. St- he's like probably looking around, he's like, oh, okay, maybe I can win a title here. Yeah, there's lots of guys, I think, that the team, the GMs were trying to trade. P.J. Tucker, probably Andre Drummond. There's got to be others. Oh, Who yeah. am I missing? Like, I mean, on that level? Well, any level. Any level. Well, I, ex- I, I accept any level. I, I think yeah. the, the shocking one is the Hawks not doing anything here, or at least not moving DeJounte Murray. I'm fascinated to know, I hope we get leaks, of, like, what were the Pelicans offering? Like we might find out and be like, yeah, good move. Don't don't trade him for that. But you know, at at, so, at one point or what point? Like, is Herb Jones included? Is Dyson Daniels included? I mean, I would assume JV for contract reasons would have been. Is it just one pick and they they're they're stuck on that and they won't go more? I like I'm just curious. And then you're left going, ooh, are they going to regret just not having pivoted? The Hawks are not good. I know they won some games there, but they're not good. 22 and 29. That's a very disappointing season for a team that's trying to be good, uh, mm. with obviously an all-star um, player in Trey Young and a borderline all-star guy in, in Dejounte Murray. I mean, it's just bad. Um, so that one, I just can't wait to find out. Maybe we find out details about it and the Lakers side of things and all that. Yeah, the only things that I've seen so far about uh, the Pelicans specifically with Dejounte Murray was that we talked about it earlier. The Pelicans were also interested in a Kongwu, which seems like yeah. a non-starter on that side. Yeah. But then apparently reports during the day today said that the Hawks were also asking for Herb Jones from the Pelicans, which seems like kind of the exact same going the other way. The mm-hmm. Pelicans are like, no way. Mm-hmm. We like Herb Jones. Um, so the the deals weren't there. But uh, yeah, Hawks didn't make a move, a, a big move. Bulls didn't make a move. Lakers, of course. Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. didn't really do much. Yeah. I mean, they traded Corey Joseph away. That could be a Robin Lopez landing spot mm-hmm. if he gets bought out by the Kings. Sure. Yeah, the Magic also didn't make a, yeah. a move. Heat, the Heat sent. have already made, you know, they did the they Terry Rozier. Yeah. And that's the thing. Some of these teams had done moves prior. Uh, but when you look, like, I guess it feels like more moves in a way were coming from the Eastern Conference, or at least these teams at the top sort of, uh, you know, trying to, like, add a piece or two. I'm talking about the Celtics with Tillman, the Bucks obviously getting Pat Bev, the Knicks making sort of one of the bigger deals, at least in terms of the players moving. Sixers did a couple. Pacers did a couple. I guess the Cavs are a team that, you know, we had known the last yeah. couple of days they had talked about, like, J.B. Bickerstaff was like, no, <laughs> I think we, we got a good team here. We like who we got. We're not going to be making anything. And, and they uh, held Pat. Otherwise, it felt like more were coming. But then you look at, I guess, Hayward going to the Thunder, Morris going to the Wolves. Uh, okay, the Nuggets, I'm not counting that one. Or the Clippers, really. And then the Pels, nothing. Kings, nothing. You know, Mavericks, obviously, are the team in the top eight in the West. They were the one that were most active trying to improve their roster. Yeah, we were pondering whether or not the Kings would try and go shore up the defense just to, to get somebody to work their butts off on that end. Because they... They just aren't there defensively, giving up a lot of three-point shots because they've fallen into play-in tournament road here. They're seventh in the Western Conference mm-hmm. after last year's incredible year. 
So that was the the kind of the question. Uh, Kuzma was a name that was out there. The Wizards also didn't make anything, any giant giant moves. Obviously, they gave up Daniel Gafford. Um, the Wizards but, are like they're starting the breakdown, right? Yeah, but why not trade Tyus Jones? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a surprising oh, so one. That one yeah. is surprising. Yeah, yeah. And then Kuzma we talked about, but maybe that's something that happens in the off season, which I think uh, easily could. Yes, it could. Um, any other thoughts on uh, on the trade deadline? We'll stick around here for everybody joining us on YouTube for I don't know, ten or fifteen more minutes. I don't think much more is coming our way. Just in refreshing terms of all deals. Of these news breakers. Um, you know, I guess Woj battling Shams today and Pat Bev was fun. I always wonder how a guy like Shams, like, I think Shams is doing what we're doing right now, or at least was during the afternoon. He's like live, He's live too. on his own show online, talking about these deals and then still trying to break the deals, but uh, he got some of the bigger ones, I guess. But uh, Pat Bev, man, the real, the real uh, newsbreaker. Hope he wins an award. I would say that was the most surprising trade for me. Pat Bev? Yeah, Patrick Beverly. I just didn't have him like as a guy potentially to even be traded. Uh, it makes sense going to play for Doc Rivers, I think, but just Patrick Beverly seemed like part of the rotation in Philadelphia and a Philly guy. I think surprising for me, and maybe because it's uh, hitting close to home, what the Raptors did today was a little like, whoa, not trading Bruce Brown, but trading for Kelly Olynyk, Abaji, and then trading for Dinwiddie, like sending Schroeder out, but then waving Dinwiddie. It's uh, it's a little strange. We uh, joked here in the uh, Classic Factory, our guys up there in Toronto, the Will Lou, the Raptor show, they have Schroeder on. Like every week this guy jumps on, and now he's gone. We thought, well, Dinwiddie take his spot on the pod. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so now they, I just feel bad for them. They got a whole block now to fill every week. <laughs> you know? We know from experience every day there, you got to fill those blocks. Who do you think they'll sub in? Bruce Brown? Is he good on a podcast? I don't know. Feels like he'd be good. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I have no idea if he would be. But it is an interesting day in Toronto. In comes Kelly Olenek, Ochai Abaji, Spencer Didwe. Oh, no, he's leaving. Out goes Dennis Schroeder, Otto Porter Jr., Kyra Lewis. And a late first-round pick. <laughs> they just really believe in, in Quickly and Barrett, I'm sure, and Barnes and a little Pirtle. Uh, but the, the Philadelphia one, that's a, that's a really, really puzzling one because who is their backup point guard now? I mean, they're just campaign. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've been a cam. I've been a campaign guy since he was with the Raptors. That'll be your guy, man. Yeah, okay. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Yeah, yeah he'll that, be their backup point guard. He has definitely got to move. He's. We, we got to be waiting until Kyle is released from the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, they got to buy out. They got to buy him out. <laughs> oh, we got to wait. You mean live they on hear. the show? We got to wow. stay on until Kyle Lowry's bought out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in thinking about it, there were only two deals over the last couple of days here, um, including uh, yesterday, where a first round pick was moved. The Raptors were one of them okay. because they traded that late first round pick, yeah. the least favorable of all those teams. That going, obviously, uh, to Utah. And then mm-hmm. the P.J. Washington one, where Dallas sent a future top two protected pick to, yeah. to the Hornet. That's it, right? Everything else was obviously players for players or a lot of second-round picks, unless, I, unless I'm missing one. That's a good call. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. like even Siakam and OG weren't first-round picks, right? Siakam was. They got a first-round pick for Siakam? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They got like three, didn't they? 
three lates. Who knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not oh, they good. There's probably one of them that they traded. Yeah, that's right. this one. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, one yeah, of them. Yeah, yes, yeah. it absolutely yeah, 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 was. Right. Uh, we did get a super chat from Mike Pat that references first round picks. Okay. Dallas basically traded a 27 first round pick and 30 pick swap in the Grant Williams sign and trade for PJ Washington. That's horrible value. Mm. Nick's also won the deadline chip on the way if we get healthy. Cool. There yeah. you go. Where you get that super chat? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, the Mavs uh, put out a lot that we mentioned. You said two first-round picks were traded today. The, the one pales in comparison to the other, in that the one that the Raptors traded out is going to be late in the first round. This one that the Mavs gave up, it's only top two protected, like one or two. Yeah. Pick yeah. number one or two for PJ Washington. I'm not convinced that that was a, a great deal. Obviously, with Luca and Kyrie in the backcourt. They're going to be solid back there, but they're just trying to get better with Gafford taping it all together. Daniel Gafford and uh, PJ Washington, obviously. TBD. TBD. Mm, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> no, that's good. Gafford taping it all together, man. That was good. I, I mean, need, you're, you're right. Be videos. Who knows what that pick is and where it falls in 27, but we're also looking at two teams on like the most opposite ends of the timeline spectrum when it comes to like hey, we need to compete. I'm talking like the Raptors and the pick they send out. Yeah. And then we're talking about the Mavericks who have Luka. You got to win now. You have Kyrie and Luka. You should win now. You should try and win now. I, I like those two players. Like I like PJ Washington because I'm a big Chevy Trax guy. And I like Daniel Gafford. They're just good players that I love the concept. Like we just even saw with Lively, like like what he, the difference he made as a rim running big as the rook with Luka. Gafford, you know, can replicate a little bit of that. The Grant Williams part is the thing that sucked because I was convinced he was going to be great. I loved it, I remember. I was like, oh, that's that's a nice nice addition there for them. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't work out. I mean, he played 47 games, started 33 of them, but Grant Williams gave them like 8-4. and four. And, you know, fine from 3. Like he shot 37%, but it just for whatever reason, either his, his sort of personality or just his fit on the team for whatever reason, it didn't work the way I thought it would. Super and so they streaky. quickly pivoted. They're like, well, PJ Washington, he's pretty similar, and maybe he's maybe he's better for us. Um, so they'll move off of that. But yeah, you're right. The draft capital sucks that they ended up leaking in these moves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're trading away a lot of first-round picks for guys who are like fifth starters. Yeah. And yeah. that's a problem when you're trying to build a championship team around an MVP candidate. Uh, we'll see with Gafford and P.J. Washington. Neither of them has played on a good team in their entire career. So maybe they'll look good yeah. playing in a winning environment or maybe the lights will be too bright. Yeah, it's interesting just studying what the Mavs are doing year in and year out because last year they fell apart at the end of the season on purpose right. and they got their hands on Derek Lively yeah. because of it in the draft. That's a great pick. Obviously, that, yeah. that's worked out very well, but it's just fun analyzing them over and over. They make these decisions. They say, hey, Tyson Chandler, you're out of here. We're gonna we're changing it up after we won the championship and then things went awry after that. Can't wait to watch. Mark Stein says the Mavericks will be among the teams pursuing Spencer Dinwiddie on the buyout market. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dinwiddie back to Dallas potentially, says Stein. Stein always locked in with Dallas in that market. He always knows what the Mavs are up to. Mm. <laughs> so Dinwiddie. <laughs> Dinwiddie's going to be one of the hottest names on the buyout market, I do believe. 
Pace or uh, the Lakers are apparently going to be going after him too. He's from LA. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they could use a guard, but uh, I mean, we got to tip our cap to D'Angelo Russell. He actually played well enough these past two weeks <laughs> to not get traded. <laughs> Survived. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that and Jonathan Kuminga telling Steve Kerr, "You play me, and I'll score you twenty points a game," and then doing it. These guys are like Babe Ruth, calling their shot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Drummond to some extent, too. He's yeah. like, that guy was playing amazingly. I thought he was playing to leave, but... Yeah, maybe. Now he's all <laughs> backfired a little God bit. Damn it. <laughs> Stink it up. Uh, all right, well, we can start uh, wrapping up here pretty soon. We're going to be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern for the Drop Podcast. I'm sure we'll do sort of like a zoom out, big picture, winners and losers of the trade deadline so if you have suggestions let us know in the comments tweet at us at no dunks inc make sure you subscribe make sure you hit the like button make sure you leave us a five star rating and review jerome did you have i thought you were jerome i saw you grabbing your mic you've been really busy Mm -hmm. you've been really helpful sharing tweets i thought you had something to say when you were grabbing your mic but (laughs) he doesn't so uh, no, I was just uh, in case in case something came to me, but then you came to me. I just had it ready. Well, am I crazy or did you grab your mic? No, no, I did grab my mic. You had it right. You had it right. <laughs> I, I'm still processing what the Raptors are doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's I, what I, I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Don't worry, they're gonna be on a lot of losers list tomorrow. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be puzzled still tomorrow morning. I'm Sounds sure great. we'll be puzzled. Yeah. All right, well let's uh, let's call it there. Thanks everybody for joining us live for either this one or the show earlier or both of them. We appreciate it. And again, back tomorrow. 10 a.m. Eastern uh, to uh, to talk about the winners and losers. There's a lot of games on tonight. Kobe Bryant's statue is being unveiled tonight. Mm. Um, I saw Kelly Dwyer, I guess, writing the other day of like, there should be no games on deadline day. Uh, a part of it being, you know, there's a lot of moving parts. Have none of these guys will be playing in their hypoth- for their hypothetical teams yeah, oh, yeah. or their new teams tonight. It's an interesting concept. Maybe we can talk about it tomorrow uh, in more detail. But until then. Clipper Rose. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Just want to say thank you for sharing trade deadline day, people. Brace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.